In today's episode, I speak to Rosie Stave, a certified facilitator of the work of Byron Katie. She's been facilitating individual groups, workshops and retreats in the work for 24 years. The freedom this inquiry has created in Rosie's life and the lives of others fuels her continual passion for this gift and her sharing of it. She also is a tutor and trainer for the Institute for the Work, offering teleclasses and individual coaching. In this episode, we discuss this approach of self-inquiry as a way of challenging our stressful thoughts. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Welcome to Journey to Authenticity. My name is Sarah Hart. Join me in the quest to uncover our true self and make aligned choices with relationships, purpose, spirituality and body-mind. Together with my guests, we share the stories, practices and perspectives on how we can all live an authentic life. Remove the mask, reveal the real you and spread your light. Rosie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for inviting me and it's a pleasure to be here. Yes. Well, we spent a weekend together in that in the group facilitation training that you were leading and I was a participant of and... Um, I really loved your approach to the work, the way that you spoke to it and about it, but also what it it felt to me as though you were really living and breathing it moment by moment, which was kind of quite refreshing and helped me to feel much more open to this concept of the work. Um, And also I had the privilege of being facilitated through one of the processes with you as well, which was a really profound experience for me. So uh, thank you. But I knew I wanted to get you on the show then. So thank you for being such an amazing experience and such a gift you gave everyone else and yourself and me by by doing that. Uh, For me, when I'm facilitating someone, there's no separation, and whatever is happening for you, I can sit in that with myself, and it just keeps it alive, you know, and it just keeps it real and. um, yeah, the inquiry, it, it just, I guess it's, you know, in a way, I guess it's infinite in terms of seeing again and again what we missed maybe the time before. <laughs> or I don't even know how to speak to it because it feels to me like there's just so many levels at which you can let something in maybe at some level and it only goes so far and then you it's like the same piece of work again. Wow. And then something else gets seen. And that is always um, amazing to me. Um, And new. It's always new is the possibility here is always new. And I think that's I think that's the real um, beauties of the work and, you know, where you can see that beautiful mind come in and it will go. Oh, I know that already. And then when it already knows it it's not coming new and it's like just to sit in this inquiry brand new every single time and it it can be tricky because this little mind I've got one of these wonderful minds and um it starts to get really tricky and now it knows it and I've already done that and you know (laughs) so yeah it's a it's an interesting dance this work and and it's so simple. It's so simple. So I guess I could start to speak a little bit about it because maybe people don't even know what the Byron Katie work is. And um, these days they're calling it, um, what are they calling it? Oh my God, she's got a blank coming here. Uh, Inquiry-based stress 
release or something like that. So they they've the psychology has kind of put it into another umbrella. So where you're and right. it's it's called inquiry based, and there is another technical term for it, which has gone out of my head because I sort of don't live in those realms. So it's not my um, primary place of existence. Um, but what's happening is they're recognizing that the work has a profound effect in shifting the way we sit in the framework of what we're believing at any given point in time. So it's um, it, it's not like we're trying to change our mind. Uh, we're not trying to fix our mind. We're actually just looking at cause and effect. And in that journey of seeing through awareness, which is what we are, um, something gets witnessed, seen, and I like to explain it as um, like um, this vehicle I'm calling me and the way this thing got organized. We're educating it, um, the system, mm. uh, like I took on all these beliefs as a child and and then I believed that was true, and then I lived from that. And what happens with the work is we take those thoughts, beliefs that we might have learned as a child, and, you know, like one of them that, that I created would have been, I'm not good enough, for example. And that would have happened when I was very young. It's pretty common. Most of us run with that one. And there's a core story that runs. Um, and then, and it's only because whatever happened when we were little, somebody might have just said, don't do that. And then we think there's something wrong with us as a consequence. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not good enough. It's kind of how that gets laid in. And, and so what the work offers is a way to start to question that core belief. Mm. Is it true? And, you know, you drop into that thought, is it true I'm not good enough? And there might be a place inside that's really deep and really little, and it goes, yes, yes, I know that. And it might come with a story of she yelled at me, she did this, he did that, you know. And you might not have the story because I'm all you might actually have access to is the feeling Feeling, in the body. And... Then we ask another question. We ask, can you absolutely know that it's true that you're not good enough? And, you know, we could sit with that for a very long time because uh, the work invites us. It's, I said it was inquiry, and inquiry is about really contemplating this question. Is that true? Can you absolutely know that it's true? So I'm sitting with the, I'm not good enough. Can I absolutely know that? And I might have to sit for a while. And, you know, what's arising in me right now is, no, I can't. But I think for many, most often, they would go in that defense mode straight away and they're like, yes, that's, it is true. And, and for many, it would be yes, and that would be the correct answer. I just can't give you a yes today because it's for not your, living yeah. here right now. And so um, I, I, I could only give you what's real in this moment. Um, and maybe tomorrow I'll hit something that um, really pushes a whole nother button somewhere, and I'll believe it. Who knows? You know, who knows what tomorrow brings, you know? 
Um, and then someone, I could hear someone going, well, wait a minute, so why isn't it gone forever? And the answer to that is, I don't know. Um, the answer to that is, what I notice is, it gets easier. Mm. What I notice is, it's no longer such a hard place. And that feeling can still be touched, that whatever that sensitivity can be touched. And then maybe I'll just drop back into this question. Is it true? Can I absolutely know that it's true that I'm not good enough? And, you know, another level of that question could be good enough for what? Good enough for who? What does good enough even look like? Do you know? And if we sit with that, I notice in me all that that has to deal with is according to some other thing I believed. Yeah, it's like these layers of conditioning, a whole matrix that comes with it. Layers of conditioning, a matrix that comes with it, exactly. And and all that happens as you start to ask these questions is you start to see this these layers, these levels, the matrix of it. And the beauty of that is the more that I start to see that matrix, for me, there's a way that I like to play with it, which is when I start to unravel one of those bits in that matrix, it's like a got this heavy tapestry that's covered me over and made me identify myself. And as I'm pulling one of these strings out and then another string out, there's more holes in the tapestry, there's mm. more space, and something is a bit clearer in it. It doesn't mean I might land on one of those little pieces at some point but yeah oh I could look today and then it could it could it could pull away again and then oh yeah wow is that even true no so yes you're right for a lot of us it would be yes yes I can absolutely know that and for me in that work the beauty is going to answer that question as honestly as is real right now and so that would be the right answer Mm. that you say yes and yes Uh, because this is about um, awareness and so for me when I'm doing this work and the clue that I like to give people when I talk to them about this work is feel that yes notice what it touches in your body notice the experience of it And there's a definite experience that happens when I believe that, yes. And and then if a no should arise, notice the difference. Yeah, I really like this for you. This is what I found quite different. Maybe I was wrong in my perception, but it felt as though the work is very much a cognitive tool, as in going through this process of inquiry with questions, you fill out a sheet, it's very mind orientated. And I had this belief around it that it's almost a tool that could be used for spiritual bypassing, avoiding feeling, especially if part of your defense mechanism is to go into the rationale yes like mine definitely so where yeah and this is well it because it's been my own journey with the work Mm. and I would say when I started it was primarily cognitive there would have been when I hit those turnarounds would have penetrated my whole thing I know the first turnaround I got with Katie and it was around my son and um it was, you know, he's manic depressive. And I turned it around. 
and it was like, but not me. And I could see where I was living that. Maybe not diagnosed like maybe he was, but definitely, and that was a shock to my system. Something then penetrated my visceral body. Just to give it context for the, for the listeners there. So at the end of the inquiry is the four questions and a turnaround. So you take your statement or belief and you flip it on yourself. So that was then flipping that. So that was then. So, so that, I mean, and and Katie had taken me through the questions. Can I know it's true? And I'm like, yeah, I knew it was true. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, we get to the next question, which I hadn't got to yet. So, yeah. So so, so, but if I go back to the very early days, a lot of it was quite up here. Mm. And it was a journey for me. Actually, if I look back from my perspective, what I see was it gave me a way to start to access the feelings I didn't know how to sit in. Mm, interesting. Um, so it started out mental, but but my experience and my sense is you're right. If it stays cognitive, that's not it. So when I say, you know, it's a bit of a mixed bag for me when I look back at that and I go, well, there was a lot of this is a very busy mind that this one lives with. And um, But I suppose you slowed it, it down. I feel like it was a... Yes, and, and it does feel like it was a gentle way to start to be more embodied, if you want to put it that way, instead of disconnected and, and then seeing the journey. But, of course, these days when I introduce the work, I'm very emphatic about that because I can see the potential and the, 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 the depth at which it takes us when we allow ourselves to experience it and really slow it down. And that's been, like I said, that's been my own journey. So... Um, Given that it's been my own journey, um, I speak to it, you know, um, and yeah, I get very methodical you, these days. Why don't you share a bit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why don't you share a bit about your your story around it of um, what introduced you to the work or the impact it's really had on your life? And so people can hear a bit about that for you. Well, when I talked about the bipolar, the what got me to Katie was uh, because of my son's illness. and. Um, and then I was back in the States at that stage because of that. And someone told me about her and I could, I just went, well, I'm going to go check her out. And so I just went to check her out. And that was like, she gave this really brief uh, two and a half hour little thing. And um, I was the first cab off the rack. I was desperate. And uh, whatever happened in that inquiry just blew my whole world apart. And the next weekend, she was doing a five-day intensive. You couldn't have kept me away with anything, and it just opened up a whole new world. And I and I found myself. It was just opening up worlds that I didn't even know existed. Mm. And it so became it became the practice. In those first three to five years, every day I wrote. I can't say that I do that anymore. Uh, I do when I do. Um, a lot of it just shifts through. A lot of it's just me being present with whatever's moving through my body these days. But, oh, wow, it changed my world. Um, it healed the relationship that I had with my ex-partner, with my husband. And oh, I see him in a whole different light. Oh, and he was the man that I did this with. <laughs> mm, yeah. 
So it's a, a big, lot. this huge and shift. It was, it was huge. And a lot of uh, not good enough because I was a woman and then having to prove I was good enough with him. So there was lots of arguments because if he didn't see things the same way I did, then that meant that I was wrong. So this comes back to the language of the first words I said, not good enough. That played in my relationship big time. And through this work, uh, something dropped. And, uh, you know, we came together uh, for my grandson's first birthday. And that was after X number of years of us being separated, divorced, and Oh, I think I actually had another marriage in between, so it was quite a few years later down the track. And this is the man that I had fought with, and there was nothing left. There was no energy of having to prove him wrong, having to prove I'm right. He was just this man that was the father of my kids and came because he loved them and was contributing to this event as I was. And basically, that's pretty much how, that's how much I experienced him ever since. So that's been our relationship for the last 20 years. Our grandson's now 20 years old. And um, uh, I just respect him and love him for who he is. That was not what I could have done. Mm. So the charge kind of has come done. away, and the, and I suppose then what's the left? charge has come away. I can see who he is. He comes with a different point of view, and I don't have to defend mine because his is different. Mm. That's radical mm. to have to defend because, and the reason why I had to defend was because there was something wrong with me. I wasn't good enough. <laughs> so, you know, I'm looking at, I'm sort of presenting the work from the other end because if I get to that, who, how do you react if, if you feel, believe the thought you're not good enough? You have to prove you're good enough. You have to do everything to prove you're good enough. And then you have to defend yourself. You have to show how you're right and, and you're not wrong and all this kind of stuff. And I could, you know, go on and on and on. and You second-guess yourself all over the place, you know. But it played big time in that relationship. And, um, yeah, and so, I mean, I could talk about lots of things in my life that just really changed. And then I could also talk about, well, it's also really changed, but I could also talk about my relationship with my kids, which I'm still doing the work on, you know. Mm. <laughs> um, I haven't quite let over, the, like, all the identity that I happen to be the mother, you know. Mm. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, and that just seems to be the ongoing piece. And, um, you know, it's kind of where in the Katie language, it's like, whose business is it if I'm still attached? Well, it, it, ultimately, it's God's. Initially, it, in that moment, it would be mine to see where I'm hooked and to see where I can, what I can do and what I, and then just to notice that, okay, attachment is still here. And then how can I live that kindly, you know? Um, mm. Yeah, well, I was gonna let's. I was gonna come up to the whose business. Maybe we can do that a little later. But I suppose that just shows that there's another living and breathing matrix with your kids, and that's part of it. If we're still human, it's this life's going to keep bringing these things up. Yeah, and that's why I like to say that the work is not a fix it. It's not. Mm. Uh, it's not going to put a. It, it, you're not going to say it doesn't wave a magic wand, and yet I can tell you that it did make, wave a magic wand in so many ways, and yet the propensities of the mind are so tricky and so 
endemic in the system that they just seem to find more creative ways to show up. And, and then we just get to see how that dance works and bring the inquiry to that or be present with it and, you know, all the other tools that we have. And it's a continuing journey, I experience it as. Um, so we kind of sidetracked. I want to go back to those four questions yes. of, the, of the work. And so uh, that third question would be, how do you react when you believe this thought uh, that you're not good enough? And, you know, this is where I, I just spoke to that. I have to prove I am good enough. Or I don't do anything because I'm not good enough. Maybe I'll just go into freeze and, and I'll just go into shutdown and I'll go into, well, you know, not good enough here. So, you know, you, you, there all kinds of dynamics show up here. And all we're doing with this question, how do you react, is we're noticing how we live our life through this belief. And, you know, I don't know if you show it later, but I always put up this filter thing here and this is my filter I'm not good enough so then I just I I respond to things too so then if you look at me with a frown on your face it's about me obviously because I'm not good enough so mm -hmm. that mind that identifies will always go out to prove it's correct and that's its job you know and so I'm going to prove that I'm not good enough and then I'm going to try to be good enough so I can be okay so I can be safe or whatever the other maybe underlying story is. And this is sort of the dynamics that we live with because we have these amazing minds. Um, it's, it's, it's such an amazing thing. And so, <laughs> uh, you know, so you know, and I could sit in this, how else do I react? You know, I, I can look at how, how I would treat you if I'm believing that I'm not good enough. Well, you're going to always be either better or worse than me. So I'll have to make some people less than me so that I can feel okay some of the time. But then there's always going to be somebody out there that will show me that I'm not good enough because, you know, you've got more money, you've got a better job, um, people see you, they don't see me, you know, whatever the story would be. And, you know, that, that story just has as many different ways of showing up in our lives as there are people on the planet, which is absolutely amazing because we all get our own little recipe for it you know and it shows mm. up in my life this way you know oh uh, you know I could maybe be the one with a really fantastic career and I'm really good here but I never get the right partner so I know I'm not good enough so you know we just pull it up somehow yeah. you know we get trapped yeah, so, in a comparison um, all the time all the time yeah mm. And uh, so, so then you see these things. And so the gift of the work is I'm noticing now how I react and I'm noticing these things like, yeah, I make you better than me, me less. This is one of the other things. I'm not good enough. I have to prove. So I'm constantly trying to prove. So what does that do? You know, we're seeing these things in this inquiry. But what happens after the inquiry is because you've seen it and you've got a glimpse of it, something in you starts to wake up and go, you see yourself trying to prove yourself again and you go, oh, I'm doing that again. So you can't stop a behavior if, it's not, if you're not aware of it. Mm. So we start to see these things. And so out of the inquiry, we have, a better, we have a better potential of actually stopping the behavior or at least noticing the behavior. Oh, wow, there I am. And maybe you can't stop it, but you just notice it. And you go, wow, it's just running my whole life. Well, that's an amazing insight. You didn't even know that before. 
Yeah, I can say that to be true for myself. That's one thing the work has really given me. It's it's like this continuous, I notice the incessant thoughts, not all the time, but when I do, I can catch myself and I go, is it true? Straight away, I can go into that. And that creates that little bit of space so that I can respond differently. Mm. Exactly. The space is all it's about because when we have the space, we can actually make a choice. Mm. When we haven't got the space, there's absolutely no choice. I'm in the story. I'm in the belief. I'm running. I'm running with that one again and again and again, you know. So, you know, I could still sit in that question even longer, but we'll just move on. So that's the third question. How do you react when you believe the thought? And then the fourth question is, um, so who or what would you be if you couldn't believe the thought that you weren't good enough? Oh, now immediately when I hear that, who would I be without that thought? What happens is I start to take a breath. I just did exactly the same. I actually breathe. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? One little thing happens without that thought. I'm actually breathing. Notice when you're believing the thought, there's actually some tension in your body, which you may not have noticed until you took the breath. Extraordinary. Mm. Extraordinary. Oh, so who would I be? And if I had a focus on a particular moment in time, not good enough. Okay, so let's just say that in that moment, and I hadn't started with a specific moment in time that I'm not good enough. I sort of had it general. But now if I go back to a particular moment in time, you know, it's that moment when I'm in the choir and I sang an off note. Okay. So, oh, who would I be in that moment without the thought I'm not good enough because I sang the off note? Free, able to laugh, lighthearted. Oh, you know, whole yeah. different experience. Be able to keep going and just be able to be resilient back to, to instead of going. trapped in that story again and yeah, shut down, shut embarrassment. Down, close my mouth, but hide, yeah. cover yourself. You know, all of that's going on. Never singing again. <laughs> no, I'm not going back to that place. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. So it gives you the experience of believing a thought or not believing a thought. And Notice that's two different lives lived. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So we let that in. And, you know, if we let that in, who I'd be without that thought, you know, I just can notice viscerally my whole heart starts to open and the whole body starts to open. And there's a deeper breathing, which I mentioned initially. And of course, now I'm, I'm actually experiencing myself burping, which is one of the things I do when things start shifting in my energy oh. field is, is I, can, I can burp or yawn or stuff like that. So that's what's happening over here, you know, and all I'm doing was playing with just this one thought, you know, mm-hmm. who I'd be without that thought. Oh, wow. Whole different experience. Mm-hmm. And so um, those are the main four questions. And then, we do this thing called the turnaround, which I have mentioned before. So, so, uh, and the turnaround is where you take that thought that you had and you bring it in and see how else it could be addressed. And 
when I do these turnarounds, one of the things I like to explain is when I believe in a thought, it's like I've got those blinders on that you know they put on horses. Mm-hmm. So I can only see I'm not good enough. And if I go to the turnaround, that's where I get to see everything I've been missing. So, you know, okay, turn it around. I am good enough. Wow. Well, I'm good enough to just be sitting here with you right now because I am. And if I went to that specific situation, which I brought in the choir story, so that one popped in. So, oh, I am good enough to be in the choir, even if I do sing a wrong note. Oh, yeah, everybody does. Mm. The lightness comes oh, with it. Oh, yeah, they, they let me back in. Oh, yeah. You know, so you start to see reality against that story. And let's say let's say I'm flashing into like other examples, so I could sort of pull in other things. So let's say that um, the not good enough came from uh, from your boss saying that whatever you did needed some upgrading. So so I am good enough, even when my boss says that. Okay, let me feel with that a minute. Oh, yeah, he was just giving me some feedback. I'm good enough that he actually was willing to give me feedback. And now we start to play with that, you know, and so when I say play with it, it's like I'm just, you know, shoveling in here going, what can I grab that will allow me to just experience good enough, even if my boss gives me feedback that I feel a bit sensitive about. Well, he still hires me. He keeps me in the job. I must be good enough. So we look at that, you know, you know. I can feel for myself in going, maybe this is part that was really helpful for me because I felt that lightness and opening and I can see that one perspective. And then I also notice a visceral resistance. And maybe this is because the I am enough is such a universally powerful one. Yes. And, and I just great. think that the visceral resistance is like just to acknowledge that that mm. can still be here. And yeah. so it doesn't have to go away. And it's like, even if we let in this little bit over here and that one's going, but yeah, but yeah, but and you go, thank you. I get that. Yeah. And that's been good asking. enough right now. And that, and that actually is good enough right now. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Nice You're reframe. not good enough is good enough right now. Yeah. So and I've noticed what that does in your system. Yeah, that's no, yeah, I can feel that difference. <laughs> yeah, because we actually met that and didn't make it wrong. So mm-hmm. resistance that shows up in the middle of an inquiry is perfectly welcomed here. It's just giving us information. And that's the other piece around the work. It's all about becoming aware in the information gathering. I like to say I call it information gathering. So it's not about changing something. It's about understanding something, getting the information around something. And so when that resistance comes up, it's actually showing you, hey, I'm still here, for God's sake. Yes, thank you, sweetheart. You're right. I honor that. Mm. It has a place, you know, and it served a function. 
Yeah, I think that's really powerful. And sometimes and what, notice what notice what that does to your body when I acknowledge yeah. that. Yeah, did massive. you notice I can feel everything just away. shifted? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so <laughs> yeah, that's why I thought I'm going to bring it up because I know that there's people that especially. Oh, that's beautiful. That's what you need to keep bringing things up because I can only I can only speak to things that arise. You know, I mm. don't have it all in my. You know, it's you know, it's like it, this live thing actually creates that. So yeah, that's huge to acknowledge that if there's any resistance here, it's not right or wrong. Because the work is not about finding a right answer because that's where the mind can trick you, thinking there's a right answer to the work. And there's no right answer. There's only the one that's here and now. Mm. And sometimes to think of that, um, to think of specific examples, I know that's part of going, so when you've done a turnaround, I am good enough, think of examples of when that has been true, even if maybe in this scenario you can't quite see it yet, seeing it in other ones I found quite helpful. Yeah. Mm. yeah it's right it's very good yeah it's it's really very useful yeah and if you can't find that in this situation you know it's like there could be an exploration around it well so now if i'm using that boss's criticism is it true that if he criticizes you that you're not good enough or is it your work that's not good enough Mm. now we've got a distinction here because notice I identified myself as my work. Right. It's not me. Mm, there's all those entanglements. I think it's so many. So it's the entanglements, yeah. exactly. Mm. And the way that I make that me, and that isn't me, that's just what I tried to do. And it wasn't, it wasn't good enough in that moment, in that point in time. It's not about me. It's about the work. And uh, can I improve my work? Yeah, I know how to do that. Mm. If you help me. <laughs> And maybe that's what the boss was doing. And if I'm open enough, I could see that, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes it's not clear, can, can't be seen, because let's just say the boss comes at you with a really heavy hand and I've got a big wounding over here about not being good enough. I can't hear and I'm too sensitive. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. And, and not wrong, you know. So maybe you can't see it yet, but just the exploration starts to open up something which creates a little bit of space that might not have been there before. And maybe that comes into the business as well. In that example, if the boss is coming at you from an aggressive point of view, um, not constructive necessarily. Yes. If we think about those three businesses, my business, your business, business, it's really their business in how they And then you go, whose business is it if the boss is aggressive? His. Whose business is it how I am with that? Mine. Whose business is it what I do about it? mine so that's where I might go sorry Fred just hold on a minute this is too much mm. can I create that space again yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm. so there's just so many levels because I'm looking at one little isn't it amazing what's yes. what's tangled up in one little thought you know but I think that's quite comforting in a way because uh well it's comforting for me I can speak for myself because sometimes I get frustrated when you go oh, god I'm back at this bloody story again and uh, I thought I'd done the work on this and but actually no it's it is it's a matrix it's so complex if there's those layers of conditioning and each time it's not you're going backwards it's just a new layer new layer of it it's a new layer it's a new energetic of it it's another subtlety of it and we go oh you know and for some of these things they could just get chopped off immediately but some won't and so 
I can't, again, that's where I go into what's God's business and what's mine. My business is, do I do my inquiry in some way? Do I do that or not? Yes. Whose business is it whether this disappears? Not mine, because this isn't about making it disappear. Mm. I can't know what's for the highest good, ultimately. And, you know, like the story I like to tell about that was the lady that, you know, she'd been in the work for years and and she'd um, bought this house, moved into this house. And the fellow that had been renting it before came back to collect his things that were underneath the uh, underneath the, uh, the overhang outside. And he came to collect his stuff. She opens the door. I came to collect my stuff and she opens the door. And here stands a man who about five years earlier, she had absolutely given the absolute you're the asshole of the world story with a fury that would have annihilated anybody. And there he was standing in front of her and she's just mortified. Oh my God. Is he going to remember me? Oh my God. Can I hide? No, I can't hide. He's standing right here. So she's just going through this whole mortification story about how absolutely abusive she was. We could say, and she looked at him and she took a deep breath and she said, you know, that day, blah, blah, blah. I am so sorry. That was really off, you know. And he looked at her and he said, please don't apologize. That was the best thing that ever happened to me. Ah. Wow, there we go. Yeah. And so that's, that's, there's a, and I don't know who the, I don't know who the author is or the who to give credit to, but there, it's some kind of a statement that goes, in God's great economy, nothing is ever wasted. Mm. And so, oh, yeah, okay. So I can't know when this one is supposed to drop that. I can't know what that means, mm. you know. So if I don't know what it means, then my job is just to be, kind to me, do my work, notice that I just did it again, or it just did itself again, and that's what happens here. Mm. Can I be kind to that? You know, so there's that, you know, it's a whole cycle here. Yeah, huge. It's it's the opportunity in a way to, to, I suppose, challenge these stressful thoughts, but present a reframe that we can create a whole new perspective of reality. Um, yeah. And I think you you spoke to this a little bit earlier, you know, when we get so trapped in the thought of comparison and judgments and um, it's, it's, that's really like that ego response. It's, it's a, a how of how we can dissolve that ego a little bit to come yeah. back to just that present moment reality and notice what happens when you do the work you fall back into the present moment reality isn't that amazing and so it is like we start to strengthen that that muscle that that oh right right here right now no drama you know and and yeah so um then we in in that statement um i'm not good enough i am good enough and so you know ways that we could play with it is i'm good enough for me could add a little end at the end of it. I'm good enough for me. I'm good enough for you. Play with it. And then we could, I, I like to put, you know, you're good enough too. I like to turn it around and give it to the world because as long as I'm holding that I'm not good enough, I'm also going to find you out there and make you not good enough. And it's all the same 
deal, really. Um, yeah, you, you play with the turnarounds. Um, that's yeah. that nature of that projection that we're creating that reality all the time. As you mentioned earlier, yeah. we're sort of seeking con- continuous confirmation of our underlying beliefs. So if we believe we're not yeah. good enough, the whole world is not good enough and no one else That's in it. Right. And we can certainly find it out there. I mean, then we know it's real and the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. And so then we spoke peripherally about the three businesses, which is really one of those things. that. So that's basically, wait a minute, that's basically the work. The work is we have this one thought and we ask those four questions. Is it true? Can you absolutely know that it's true? How do you react? And who would you be without it? And then you do the turnarounds. That's Mm -hmm. really the gist of the work. So it's quite simple. And it's like you said, you could be in the middle of something and just for that, is it true to pop in, can open up a whole new world in that moment. Just one question. Mm. Wow, is is it true? You know? And that moment, that space that happens with that question, that stop that happens, actually, is a stop that happens when you hear the question. Oh, well, no. A whole other possibility awakens in that moment, which is pretty, pretty key, pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. What's the sort of out, what is it that we're aiming for with the work? What's the sort of outcome we're looking for? Or is there one? I wouldn't be looking for an outcome other than the truth. So okay. it's the truth that sets us free. So that's where, you know, there's no right answer. There's no right answer. There's only the answer that's here now. Mm. So notice with all those questions, how do I, is it true? I got a yes. Can absolutely know that it's true. What arose for me was a no, but what arose for you was a yes. That was your truth. That's powerful to get that is the information. How do you react? Wow. Now, noticing that's pretty huge. If I start to notice how I react, the truth of that is like, I didn't even know I was doing half of that stuff. Mm. That's where freedom gets born because I'm no longer unconscious. So it's the awareness part of it. It's the awareness part. Yeah. So basically, you know, the way that Katie speaks it is do it for the love of truth. and, and, And that truth will be... What arises in the moment is, you know, I can't find an ultimate truth because I don't even know how to do that. But, you know, right now, yeah, I I can just right here and right now. Ultimate truth, uh, yeah, we won't go there. But so, yeah, so if we look for now I'm going to feel better, notice that you're using it as a fix it. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, often you do feel better. Often you do feel yeah. freer. And, of course, why wouldn't you? Because that's your nature. Yeah. Your true nature is one of freedom and love and openness. And Maybe believing I'd like had, these thoughts. I had some perspective yeah. like, okay, part of it is that it gives us the opportunity to let go of attachment to our thoughts. That's that beautiful. Create. I like that. Yeah, yeah. At least I, to be able to see it, because once we see it, we can we get it can be it can let go of us. Katie often speaks to it as it lets lets you go, and and that seems to be my experience. I I can't do it, but it does somehow in the awareness something just does let go because it's mm. like well, well the other way I like to explain it is I reckon this is an intelligent system. Mm. It's not a stupid system. It's just no. learned stuff that's that's made it 
separate from itself. And once it starts to become aware, the system itself is quite cluey. It knows exactly what to do, mm. you know? So, um, right. yeah, I mean, I, I guess I do it for the love of freedom and I do it for the love of, yeah. And, and to be truthful in the beginning, I just did it. Please, please take away my pain. Thank you very much. So, <laughs> and it sure. worked, you know, things opened up and, um, that's great. You know, um, I could start to move through my life in different ways and yeah, all of that alive in me. Um, I can say that for myself. Yeah, I've so heard I many- guess, you know, in, in terms of motive or, or, you know, what's the, the, the end result is really just to answer the questions, you know, that's mm. it. Just answer the questions and see what's on the other side, not your business. That's probably a more beautiful yeah. way to look at it. It's just not attaching to the outcome. Just go with the inquiry, mm. see what opens up. Mm. There's something powerful mm. in awareness. Um, mm. One thing that there's all, always challenge me or maybe it's one belief and I think this is part of the conditioning maybe in the modern world (laughs) where we can get so attached to this idea of needing to do more achieve more be more um be busier be more productive and I know that that's that's really an incessant thought (laughs) for myself um but that going through the inquiry, when I get to the point of the turnaround or the idea of who I would be without this thought, for example, I should be busier or I should achieve more. My worry is that on the other side is the level of complacency where nothing gets done, like a, a, a point of inertia and then there's no momentum. I don't know if that's something other people have thought, but that's something that comes up for me. I don't want to let go of that thought because then what? Then what? I didn't do anything. And so then the place for inquiry would take you was, can you absolutely know that you would do nothing? No, I can't absolutely know, but I worry that that would be the case. <laughs> and what's the worst that could happen? So another question of the inquiry, what's, it, what's the worst that could happen if you did nothing? That I... I don't achieve anything I want to do in my life or that may be an expectation I've placed on myself, but that I wouldn't be able to survive or I think actually I feel shameful about that. Like I would be a waster. <laughs> That's probably really what comes up. I'm just going, I don't Great. want to be. And then yeah. you would look at that thought, you see, all yeah. I'm doing is asking you other questions that takes you deeper to see how those structures sit in us. So then it would be your waster. Can you absolutely know that that's true? No. 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 Let it in, you know. Um, is that tree a waster? It's just not, you know, just fucking sitting there. <laughs> it's serving yeah, its as system. If, <laughs> uh, see, you know, see, as if we know, as if we know. This mm-hmm. is how deep it goes. It goes into the depth of where we think we know what we should look like. And I get the question because I sit with that one a lot myself. I should be doing more. Mm. And I watch it and it's so old. It's so old. Yeah. And do you think life even cares? That's a good question. Who cares but me? Uh, uh, ego, you know, yeah, and that's back the ego. There again. Yeah, not right or wrong, but that's what we're looking at here. You know, mm. 
Yeah. And so, again, it's just another thing that we you take it to the inquiry. You would do nothing. And can you know that that's true? And what wants to pop in is this wonderful story. And I think it was, I don't remember. I don't know who the author was, but the the person, the, the book, and so I lose these things. I think I want to say maybe it was, no, I'm not sure. She does I think I've mixed authors up? But anyway, so the mm-hmm. person was observing a, um, an Amazonian tribe, and they were spending time in this tribe. And this person, who was a tribal member, had been in Western society. They'd been in the cultured area for maybe three to five years, mm-hmm. and they'd come back into the tribe, and they were sitting on the porch or on the on the side of the hut or whatever and doing nothing. And this person who was observing and being part of this watched and this person was there and they did nothing and did nothing and did nothing. And he went up to one of the elders and he said, what is it? He, he just sits there and doesn't do anything. And he said, doesn't that bother you? Da, 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 da. And the elder looked at him and said, no, he needs to come back to himself. Mm. It will take him however long it does. And apparently the man sat there for two years. And after two years, he got up and was back in the tribe. Now, that's a really, I mean, I haven't forgotten that story because it touches something deep in me. Um, It's a fragmented part of him. Uh-huh. No, mm-hmm. accident that I'm telling you the story because it's actually the, the, the coalface of what I'm living with right now, which is there's a part of me that just doesn't want to do anything. Mm, yeah, I can resonate that. And, uh, and I keep that story coming back to cycle is what would that be if I could just let go to that depth is that how this one heals? You know, it's a question, you know, and I don't know. But it just, that's what it raised in me when you asked the question. Because the belief is that I would have no value, I would have no worth. And then we can't even know any of that because we don't know. Mm. Or that we just, we'd fall apart and then what, yeah, what if we completely fall apart? Or, you know, in that example, I go, well, in, in our world, the world would have spat us out by then chewed us up and spat us out and not given us and can we know that though no no we can't know that can we know that (laughs) i mean so there it is again and then then you hear someone else speaking of hanging out with the people on the streets in america and some of those people are better off than the rest of us that's because they're just living one moment at a time and they're clear and they've got no illusions Mm. so you know whoa yeah, I mean, so the, the depth of where we could go as a human, I mean, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. But, you know, you raised that question, and I can just see with the inquiry, you're just popping into another another question. Can I absolutely know any of this? And I can see that I don't. And I notice I still, quote, get up and do, you know. <laughs> yeah. So maybe this organism can't quite let go to that extent, and maybe it never will, and maybe it's not meant to. You know, that is apparently how it's playing out at this point in time, you know. So, uh, and then you notice the smile comes on my face because it's <laughs> yeah. like, 
Now there's the joke, you know, yeah. something thinks it has to do something or not do something. And then the joke reveals itself. And, and then for that flash, the joke gets in and, and, and there's a lightness again, you know. And maybe that's it. It's just all it comes down to in the end is like we, we constantly are just trying to seek certainty in an uncertain and unknown world. It's like our battle okay. of the human condition that Absolutely. we actually Absolutely. everything's unknown. And Absolutely. so it's maybe I just see the value in the work just slightly differently now, more as like a living, breathing entity, not so much so structured in worksheets, even though that's very helpful. I'm not taking away from that, but just to notice these belief systems that come up or those thoughts or and just inquire into them just challenge them a little mm. bit instead of the mm. instantaneous acceptance as if they're reality mm. and it kind of pierces yeah. the veil a bit <laughs> it's all an I mean, illusion anyway work- <laughs> yeah that's what your worksheet's for and then then yeah. there's that one belief worksheet where you can take any thought to and and there you have the critical tools for doing it and then if people want to know more, they get Katie's book, um, Loving What Is. Um, that one's got all the basics for doing the work. And yeah. it really is, um, it's, you know, I call it the, the Katie Bible, you know. <laughs> um, it's, 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 the, it's the groundwork right there. And, it, you know, all of it's there and it gives you all kinds of pointers. And then people want to do more, they go, you know, check Katie's website. She has so much amazing stuff up there. And um, you can you get know, the app. The, and and the go apps, yes. Yeah, the app's fantastic. And you can listen to, yeah. I mean, there's interviews on podcasts, but like you mentioned, to go to Katie's website, the work, um, and even just to find the resource of all the facilitators around the world that you can. That's right. Yeah, finding the facilitators around the world because, I mean, there's just so many of us these days. It's so exciting. And um, you could you could do the work online with anybody or you could just you find somebody in your area and meet them face to face. It's all mm. in the realm of possibility. And then, of course, a lot of those facilitators that are um, certified are running workshops and workshops online as well as face to face. And they can so, go to your uh, website. It's the work with Rosie. It's the work, the work with, with Rosie. Okay, I'll put yeah. it in the show notes. Yeah, any, anyway, all of that. And uh, there's so much support these days. It's, it's, it's so exciting to watch how that's grown over the years since I met Katie. Wow, you know, because we didn't even have, we had a little book, that was it. Uh, I don't think we even had worksheets in those. No, we didn't have worksheets in those days. And, we just write our stuff down and yeah, and now you've got this whole world to support you, which is fantastic. Oh yes, and and also if if I wanted just to mention on Katie's website, there's a thing called the helpline. And if you ever get stuck, uh, on you look for support. I think it's on her website down at the bottom where it says support. And there's a place where um, then it then it has a helpline and you link onto that. And people that are either certified facilitators or facilitators in training, they're up there and they will offer you the work for nothing. It's a support network that exists. And um, you just go in and get on the helpline and they'll take you through the work. And, you know, depending on 
Um, I mean, like when I'm on, if there's a lot of people in the queue, I might only stay with you for 20 minutes and then I'll go to the next and the next. Um, but if there's nobody else on, I'll stay with you for the whole hour I'm going to be on or the, you know, whatever the duration is, you know, but, um, you know, so that's available that's and it, and that's been operating now for, oh, geez, I think at least 10 years. And it's just such an amazing support. So you don't, you don't ever have to be stuck if we will you know, you don't ever mm-hmm. have to be stuck oh, yeah that's an amazing resource that's that's phenomenal yeah. i didn't know they did that i'll put that in there as well um, yeah, that would be great and you could mm. probably even look it up and give them a direct email thing um yeah yeah that's, we didn't that's quite one. finish the three businesses did we it's <laughs> so much i mean the place. we can a, you know we can do another one or we, we can do it um but I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's up, that's up to you. But otherwise, I'd just come to my closing questions. Yeah, good. Um, your closing questions are yeah. probably good. Then. And then yeah, we can I maybe think... we could do another one another day if you would be up for it. Because it's really yeah, you sure. can go to so many different depths with it. Um, so yeah, um, I mean, I think that's an amazing resource that you've just offered there for people that they can they're not alone yeah. in it, and there are so many ways yeah. that they can use this incredible work to inquire. No, that's right. um, so yeah there's a question I sort of like to ask all my guests uh the show is called journey to authenticity um so I'd just like to know how you would define a journey to authenticity well that would be the journey to to the true self which is presence, awake. And um, what I see is the work is such a beautiful tool for um, taking away the illusion, the identification with what I'm not truly, and landing back in who I truly am, which is consciousness itself. And then from that, the authentic me, the deeper authentic me can show up. But even even now as I speak that, I have to dance with, as a human being, authentically will also include my humanness that's available here in the moment, because that's also an aspect of me. So I can't separate the two. There's a dance here. I can't, I can't... um, It's the willingness to be authentically human and authentically divine. And I think that's about how we're, into, we're learning how to integrate those two. Mm. Um, when I say divine, it's, it's the presence of who I am. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how to speak to that, you know. Um, So there's this dance here. There's this dance with authenticity because it's for me to be as real as I am in this moment in this embodied human. Mm. And at times that will express this core of my being that's light and clear. And at times that will even express the dysfunctional, we could say. And that could be authentic in this moment. So I don't want to put anything out of authenticity, actually. Um, I don't even know how to dance with that question because I think it's just an ever-deepening 
because I could see that like if I go back to the 19 year old that married her first husband and who she was it was the best she knew how and she was living through a a cloak that she put on and we could say that wasn't authentic but actually that's the best she had so was that not authentic I mean it might not have been the true self it was the layered self but it was what she had so you know I just it raises another question for me to try to answer that isn't that amazing mm. it, it just um It opens me to a deep mystery. Mm. Yeah. Um, because I could go and look at Donald Trump, for example, who I've had to do a lot of worksheets on, and he's being authentically him. Mm-hmm. That's who he is. <laughs> so journey to authenticity you know, I don't know. Isn't that funny? I've just come full circle. It is. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's like, uh, yeah, I have no idea, you know, in in a way it's just like, and I can see the yearning is to be the, the true self. Mm. Uh, Unencumbered of my um, identifications. Definitely. Mm. and back to what I said before to be truly authentic I need to let you know about all of my identifications (laughs) you know it's like oh okay and this is here now and this is here now that's beautiful thank you for sharing it um so I'd just like to finish um that's probably one of the most authentic answers (laughs) But then they all are, so I don't know. Um, but I just wanted to finish by acknowledging you um, just for your, your, your depth of that authenticity and the presence that you hold and just your ability to be able to somatically access this level of empathy moment by moment and just as fast as it can come, it goes and it was it was amazing to witness that and experience that with you. And I have just in this call again. Um, it's really, really powerful. It's healing. It's like a level of emotional intelligence that maybe I haven't witnessed or experienced before. Um, mm. And it's sort of wild and wonderful. So I thank you. And uh, yeah, I wanted to acknowledge oh, you for that. Thank you for the recognition. Thank you for speaking something that... Um, Yeah, you've given language to something that I've experienced but not actually been able to, yeah. Um, And it's a reminder for the doubting mind, thank you, because Mm. (laughs) so many levels, so many levels here. And uh, it's exactly right. It's wild and it's dynamic and it dances in and out and it's continuous and there's no settling in any position. So there's no fixed place in it. Mm. And um, it's beautiful. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and thank you for your visceral recognition of what happens on a visceral level between us all, because I know that communication is much bigger than these words, you know, yes. so much bigger than these words, yeah. yeah. So, uh, wow, thank you for that. Thank you. Mm. Thanks. And it's been a total joy, Miss Sarah. Thank you. <laughs> I hope that this episode has helped you gain new insights in your quest to discover more of who you are. If you want to stay connected, then head to journeytoauthenticity.co.uk and subscribe. I'd love to hear some of your takeaways. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode.